when I arrived, there was the, the Balkan War, war was between 91 and 95. It was like one of the biggest war ever in history. Yeah. I arrived in 98 and um, it was pretty bad. I was treating patients who still have some wounds from the, from the war. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I just loved the, the feeling there, the atmosphere. It was completely different culture than North America. Hello, everybody. This is Anthony for Your Brother's Podcast. Today, I have the honor and privilege to welcome my good friend, Dr. Ricky Lee. Ricky is a chiropractor from Quebec City, Canada. He graduated on the Dean's List at Palmer University in the USA. Ricky built three businesses outside his own country, in the USA, in Croatia, and Germany. Now he lives in Dusseldorf for the last seven years, building a six-figures chiropractic practice world-class without speaking German, without marketing, and without employees. Ricky loves adventure, nature, exciting new things, and traveling the world. Ricky, my friend, welcome to the show. Good morning, Anthony. So Ricky, first thing first, I would like to know, my dear friend, so you're a chiropractor. How did you discover your calling for chiropractic? How long ago? Was it an inspiration? Was it somebody who told you, like, that should be good for you? Because I want to inspire people to go for their unique path. So tell me about yours, please. So I was a, a chiropractic patient. I was 22. And uh, at some point, this chiropractor who was treating me became a mentor. And one day he said, uh, hey, why, why don't you come... Um, a, a, a congress this next weekend in uh, near Montreal. So I went there, and uh, at the end of the day of the congress, I was sitting alone on the uh, in, in the in the lounge of the nice hotel. And uh, one carpenter came to me. We, we talked for like one minute or so, and then uh, which was like a movie scene. And he said. Uh, I was sitting, he was standing, and he, he, he hit my knees. He says, you're going, to be, you're going to become a carpenter, a doctor of chiropractic. And then he left. And then um, my eyes went wet. Mm -hmm. I went to call my mom, and I said, Mom, I just found my purpose in life. That's, wow. that's the short version, yeah. And who is this guy? Uh, you mean the, the chiropractor? Who, yeah, who told you you would be a chiropractor. Was it like uh, doctor, kind of doc, doc, Yeah, Dr. Luc Gina in, uh, he's from Montreal. Yeah. And he has some kind of intuitive power. He could, he could just feel that for you. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, in a movie scene. It was like wow. a, it was very connected. Yeah, very powerful, very yeah, powerful. Yeah. So from this point, uh, you decided to start studying at Palmer. And um, so you are from Quebec, Canada. But how did you go from Quebec to USA? Was it difficult for you to, as a young man, to go and leave your family and go directly to USA alone? Uh, well, I always want to do something. Uh, to travel and do something outside of my country. Mm -hmm. So I had the opportunity to go to Palmer University near Chicago. And uh, it was difficult in a way that uh, it was pretty expensive. At that, at that time, I think it was around, today it's like a four, I think it's like quarter million dollars now. At the, during those times, wow. it was one, one in 50, I think. Mm -hmm. So I came there with uh, $25 in my pocket and I wow. started. Uh, I had some, a few some, some money from the um, the Canadian government who was yeah. supporting uh, doctors to go to Canada to the scholarships, US. scholarships, scholarships yeah. yeah. And then I, I worked also there. I, I so I had to open a, I had to uh, have my own business also. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, to, to make, earn some money a little bit. Yeah. So, okay, so you were also working during school. Was it something normal for students to work on top of studying for chiropractic or it was supposedly very difficult and you were supposed to just study, but you had to find a way to hustle a bit on the side? Uh, most of the students, they were either using scholarships or bank loans or their parents were helping. Uh -huh. Maybe a small percentage were working. At first, I, want, I didn't want to work. But uh, at, at some point, I think it was, uh, I had one year left and I had no money left. And I was calling uh, some doctors and friends in Canada to, if they can borrow, I could borrow money. And uh, one of the, uh, my mentors, another mentor, a woman, she heard about it and she called me one day. That was in the summer, actually July, 96. She called, called me one day. She says, Ricky, Stop calling people and start earning your own money. It's time mm. to be a man. It's time oh. to be a man. So uh, I left a call. And at the end of the call, it, I think it was around 2 in the afternoon. By 5 o'clock, I had three jobs. So I was, it was a small job, just uh, landscaping, painting, and uh, 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 office job at the, at, uh, at the university. Yeah. yeah. And then... And then, like a few weeks later, three weeks later, I had the idea to start a, a window cleaning business. Uh -huh. And now I think to make to make some really good uh, good money there. Yeah. And do you feel like uh, other students were maybe judging you that you were like making money on a different way, like washing windows? Was it something viewed maybe in a negative way, or you feel like people didn't? Care some, so yeah, some of them were because I was carrying my 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 ladder on my car. Uh -huh. Like uh -huh. a $250 car, I remember. Wow. And some people, some people were, were laughing at me. It was funny. Mm -hmm. But uh, it paid off because I, I learned about entrepreneurship. Yeah. And that helped me to have the courage and the balls to, to travel the world and start other businesses. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. So you graduated from Palmer. So that was back in which year? Uh, I graduated in 97. Yeah. 97. So then what was the next step after that? How did you find your first job as a chiropractor officially? Uh, so I was just, I was just finished, uh, you know, in chiropractic and medicine, you, you, you have to do your, after university, you have to do like a board, yeah. a national board. So I just finished the exam, but you had to wait a month mm -hmm. to get the results. So by divine design, uh, after I finished my uh, exam i saw an ad it says we need a doctor for one month in croatia in zagreb croatia uh -huh. airplane ticket paid apartment paid i'm like one month i have nothing to lose let's go so i called the guy uh, he was not a doctor he was a businessman uh -huh. and i flew there i was supposed to go a month and i spent 14 years there yeah wow great that's so, amazing yeah yeah so i worked four four years uh, in his practice in his clinic and then after that i started my own business for the next mm. 10 years after yeah yeah so for other people who think about becoming entrepreneur <clears throat> um can you tell me so you were working for this guy at the beginning when did you feel it was time for you to transition from working for him towards being your own boss and what were the signs and how did you make this move Well, towards the end, it was not going so well, my relationship with him, because we're, uh -huh. both of us were kind of a strong, uh, <laughs> strong, uh, determined, uh <laughs> our different ideas. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. And uh, at some point, I just, it was time to go. And, uh, but during those times, during those four years what was with him, I was also traveling all over Europe. Uh -huh. And I was also going to observe other very successful doctors and being mentored by them. So I learned about business by observing other, other chiropractors. And uh, it gave me the, the drive and also the knowledge. Then it was time when the opportunity came, I was ready. Yeah. So you think, so for you, how, how important are mentors in the success of young people? Is it a big, a big uh, like if you didn't have mentor, would I it wouldn't be, be here. More, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Either this doctor in Canada at the Congress the first time, mm -hmm. and then I had uh, other uh, mentors like Dr. John D. Martini. Yeah. And after that, I had. Uh, this is Francine Talbot from Canada, and then I had Susanna Hetrick from Croatia. So it was all, they all helped me make, make uh, quantum steps, yeah, for sure, yeah. definitely. Um, so 14 years in Croatia, that's, that's quite a lot. And I guess most people maybe would be surprised that like Croatia, it's not a very developed country. Um, at that what, time. At that time, what made yeah. you decide to stay there? Was it just because business was already good or there was other reason why this little country in Europe was maybe a, like you had the heart feelings, like love for this country so much, like I have, for example, for Georgia right now. Uh, give me your, like, how was your vibe and the atmosphere at that time in Croatia when it was not as uh, developed maybe? When I arrived, uh, there was the, the Balkan War, war it was between 91 and 95. It was mm -hmm. like one of the biggest war ever in history. Yeah. I arrived in 98 and um, it was pretty bad. I was treating patients who still have some wounds from the, from the war. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I just loved the, the feeling there, the atmosphere. It was a completely different culture than North America. And... Uh, I just loved it. And then uh, when I finished with him, with this first uh, uh, employer, mm -hmm. I went a month off. I took a month off. I went on the beach in, in Portugal and Spain. And I came back and I met a, a beautiful Croatian girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were together. We started a business together. And then I stayed another 10 years after that. Yeah. yeah. So she became your girlfriend for a while? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. We built a business together there. Yeah. So she was helping you with chiropractic. In which aspect was she helping you the most? Uh, everything. She was doing the front desk. She was doing the management a bit. Uh, yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. a, good, a good teamwork. Yeah, yeah, good teamwork. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so for you, so now you're in Dusseldorf. You're in Germany. So you don't speak German. You don't advert. Yeah, you, know, you don't have any big marketing. So you came seven years, more than seven years ago. Eight Actually. Uh, in October, it will be nine years. Uh, nine years. In yeah, world. but but my own business was, uh, I started in January uh, to, uh, 2016. So, so it's going to be nine years fully, but seven years of business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how did you make it happen without speaking the language? I guess everybody will have this question. Um, Just because they know English well, enough? Well, big cities in Germany, like Dusseldorf, Munich, Berlin, uh, Hamburg, they mostly, everybody is pretty educated and speaks English. Mm -hmm. When I started, they told me, everybody was telling me, he said, you cannot, you have to learn German. You cannot build a business without speaking German. So, but I did it. If you, I think if you, I would 
you give a good quality service yeah and that speaks by itself i think and people talk and i mean i i, I wasn't successful right right from the from the start it took you know step by step yeah and i, and I start really going to the quantum leap about two years and two months later yeah and uh so this this moment that you went up like this on the on the scale of income yeah was it just you think a build-up of all the principles knowledge good work ethic or it was like something specific that made you go very high faster i would say all of the what you said but also at at one point it was um, february 2018 i was kind of in a dip a little bit in the business like 50 percent and i was i didn't understand what was going on and then um i called one of my mentors she's kind of a mentor kind of mentor mother figure in, in croatia 72 year old woman very with lots of wisdom and i called her i said man i, I don't know what's going on so we start doing some healing together she was also a healer okay. and uh she kind of re helped me reconnect me with my purpose. Yeah, my my mission, my, with my purpose, and getting on, back on track. And from then, ooh, I just the business just uh, skyrocketed. So, uh, Ricky, I just remember something. Um, so this was which year was it when this? Uh, uh, 2018, March, uh, February 2018. Yeah. I want to go back uh, back a bit still. So, so in 2012. What happened to your past business that made you on the lowest point? And please give us details about the situation. Like how was it emotionally and how did you find strength and courage to transcend this hardship? Because I, I remember it's a very inspiring story. Uh, are you talking? Okay, so I, I left Croatia, my business yeah. in 2012. When you had almost nothing. Like you had, uh, um, oh, okay, okay, I know what you mean, yeah. So I left Croatia. Oh, that's... I have to be very humble to see that to tell that yes, story. It is. Yeah. People so, don't connect with that, I think. Um, so I left Croatia in a very uh, um, spontaneous way. Yeah. Because at the end, I was kind of, uh, we, we, we had a, a split with my girlfriend and also another good friend who left. I was kind of alone in, in Croatia. And then I was like, man, uh, maybe it's time for a new challenge. So I left. And um, so that was August uh, 2012. So and I went to, to Quebec. That's where we met. I spent three, three, three months in, uh, in Stoneheim in the beautiful mountains. Yeah. And then um, I came back to Europe to, 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 find, to find some opportunities. It didn't work. And uh, it came to a point where um, I was getting very, very low in money. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I was I came back to Croatia thanks thanks to a very good friend of mine who uh, was renting his uh, an apartment in Zadar in Croatia, and I came to a point where I, I was like very very low in in, in money, and uh, I had my I remember I had my, my my eyes wet sitting in a cafe. I was like, how did I came from being successful in Croatia and being, <laughs> with having nothing now, and uh, so then I found an opportunity to go to Africa. Mm. Yeah. And then I was there for a few months, four months. And then I went to uh, Portugal for three months. 
again, replacing other doctors in those in those clinics. And then I was in Portugal and I was trying to get the, the, the work permit to, to have my own business there and didn't work with the work permits and everything. Uh -huh. And I had like, there was like one week left with the, uh, the they call it the Schengen visa in, in, uh -huh. in Europe. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you're not a European, you, have only, you can only stay, I think it's three months. So I had three, uh, one week left and I'm like, God, I have to probably have to go back to Canada. And then I didn't feel like going back to Canada. I just felt <laughs> like I just love traveling and being. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So, and then one week before uh, the end of the Schengen visa, I, I received an email. Oh yeah. So I go walk on, on the ocean in Portugal. I'm like, totally like what I'm going to do. And I came back, I opened the email. It says, we need, uh, we, uh, Germany needs you. That was the title of the, of the of the email, I opened the email, and there's a, uh, a woman businessman who has a who had a clinic here in uh, Cologne and Dusseldorf. Mm -hmm. She says, uh, uh, we, uh, she says, can you come now? So the next day, I said, okay, let's let's do a Skype and see if we can work together. She paid the airplane ticket. I, I came to Cologne. I worked for them for three months, and then I worked. It, it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work out so well. And then I worked for another woman doctor for almost two years. Mm -hmm. And then I opened my own business in Dusseldorf. So what stands out for me is, so you seem to have attracted to you many opportunities in your life at very synchronistic time. Yes. Do you think there's any connection? Like, how was your physical state or your mind to be in the receptive mode for such opportunity. Because sometimes people try to work very hard and to make things happen. And I'm, and you and I, we are in a Grant Cardone's training program, so we are about massive action. But what is this good balance between massive action and being in line with the universal energies to be able to actually attract and manifest what is right for you? Because you seem to have attracted that many times. It's very impressive. You know, like Germany needs you. Come to Africa. Do this. Do that. Like it's on silver plate. Literally. Yeah, 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 definitely. And most people never have such opportunity in their life. I think, I, I don't know if I could. I, I, uh, all I know is that I always knew I would make it. Mm. I always knew since I'm a kid, I would be world class. I, I, will all, I always knew I would do something big. Yeah. So, and I would, probably this attracts the right opportunities, maybe, I think. So are you repeating yourself every day? Affirmations like this, I, I'm a world-class chiropractor. Do you believe strongly in the power of your own words to create your reality? Until now, it works. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm doing, I, I'm doing those things, yeah. But also having, being sur uh, surrounded by uh, higher people with higher level of consciousness, mm -hmm. and also mentors on a higher level, like Dr. John Demartini, for example, yeah. as we know, um, definitely this helps. Yeah, yeah. So when you speak about high level of consciousness, what are some some principles that you think humans can apply to? raise themselves to this higher level of consciousness what does it mean to you and how can we define having high consciousness as a, as a person Whew. that's a tough question i know 
Whoa. Uh, What's your definition of high conscious individuals? What, what, why are they special, unique, and why are you seeking them? And uh, I think that's important. Maybe to be in tune, maybe to be in tune with the laws of nature, to be in tune with our inner voice, mm -hmm. and to be in tune with the wisdom that stood the test of time, I would say. Uh -huh. And how do you access? Because I, I don't think everybody will know how, how do I access my inner voice? Is it through meditation? Is it through walking in the forest? Is it gratitude? What is working for you to receive this inspiration? And you know, like, this is the right thing for me. I'm going for it. And this is my path. Nobody can stop me. I love nature all my life. Mm -hmm. This morning I was in the forest for th over three hours, three and a half hours. For me, nature is... Every Sunday, that's non-negotiable. Wow, whatever, it helps me. Chiropractic, I'm getting trying to get adjusted uh, regularly. Being in touch with people at our level, at the same level of consciousness. Yeah, definitely. Right now, that's what comes to my mind. Yeah, the most important ones, yeah. Good. I will not make a spoiler during the show, but you look way younger than your age. So I'm sure... If people knew your age, you look a lot younger than your age. So if you don't mind, can you tell us your real age so people can compare? And then they will say, oh, wow, he looks very young. And uh, let's speak about how to remain youthful, vibrant, looking healthy. And I think that's something that's very important for you. Yeah? Uh, so my, my age, I'll be 58 in October, in a few months. How do you stay in this condition for many years because you always had compliments about oh wow you look like 10 years younger 15 years younger what is this is there any secret to this uh useful state i mean i think living in croatia for 14 years uh the, the quality of life over there the mediterranean lifestyle i think it was really helpful for me i think mm -hmm. uh which is the food the nature like a slow, like a slower tempo than, let's say, first world countries like Germany, Canada, United States, Australia, where it's kind of fast tempo, rat race. So that probably helped me get in more in tune, maybe with my rhythm, inner mm -hmm. rhythm, probably, and and pacing uh, ourselves, also, yeah. And uh, but I know you're a very hardworking man, also. So you work a lot. <laughs> But you say pace yourself for people out there who who want to find a unique combination how can you like respect yourself discover your own rhythm while building a business while being super busy like how to find this this middle ground because even for me i'm 30 years old and the last six months i had a very high level of stress raising my kid at home building my business from home uh, being away from my family already for four years, but just my cortisol was, was very high. Yeah. And recently I could just reconnect with myself to lower my cortisol, meditate more, be more in the present, breathing exercise. So how important is it to have some self-care routine uh, like this every week to really stay sustainable and not go and burn out or uh, peaks and valleys of energy? Okay, well, for me, having my own business, I can choose my hours. Mm -hmm. 
morning routines, I believe, are this was this is one of the things that I changed when my business went did a quantum leap. It was the morning routines. So usually for me, like if I woke up around five five fifteen or five thirty max, it seems to to show that that it helps me. Yeah, yeah. To 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 start the day not in a hurry but mm -hmm. in a calm, poised, centered way. To have time for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I come back at lunch. I come back at my home, take a nap, eat some food, and on Sundays, every Sunday, like a Sunday is like the slow down day. Mm -hmm. Just go in nature. Just just let go. Yeah, that's. I think you you also uh, like to go to the sauna to. Uh... I yeah, sauna. I've been doing this for at least twenty years now. Twenty like years. Once once or twice once or twice a week. I think it's mm -hmm. important to sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You're a chiropractor. Chiropractic is important. We live in a world where traditional medicine is very pushed to us. Pharmacology, big, big pharma company, doctors, pills, and uh, symptoms are creating this. So can you tell us as a chiropractor, how do you see things differently in a whole wholeness, holistic kind of way? Of the body and its own healing power compared to what we're pushed on in the media okay well like i said before i i, I start actually the first time i went to see a doctor of chiropractic was i was 17 years old and then i was five years without going to one and then at age 22 i restarted with another one because it was a different place a different different area of the city but this new one from the age of 22 uh, I start to learn. It was kind of teaching me how the body works, the, that the body has a wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it took me one year exactly, actually. actually from, I remember from March 87 to March 88. It was kind of teaching me about the laws of nature, about the human body, about the human beings, about having a purpose and things like this. And uh, it took me one year to get it. And in March 88, I clicked. And that was the last time I put medication in my body. So since then, so now I'm, I'll be 58, so that's uh, 35, 36, seven years, I didn't take any medication. Mm. So because we were born, people don't realize that the majority of people, maybe 90% or more of the people in the world don't realize that we were born with an aspirin in our hand, that we think it's normal. Aspirin, you know what I mean? Like for the headaches or whatever, whatever the pill exists. So, but then during that year, what he was mentoring me about how the immune body works is I realized that we were kind of, uh, kind of brainwashed in a way mm -hmm. about what we need. So it's about uh, reconnecting with ourselves and start to looking from the outside and say, hey, was this, what are we doing? Is this really the right way is this really yeah yeah so do you remember sometimes in your life that you had physical symptoms of some sort and of course you you're not taking any medication so how did you heal yourself or maybe what your symptoms were telling you about your reality that it was maybe a wake-up call or something it had to change um yeah that's very interesting oh yeah um so when we yeah i mean when we have symptoms, it's just our body, our soul, who is telling us there's something wrong in our life. 
So, but the, the big pharmaceutical companies, they don't want you to know that. They want you to cover the problem with mm -hmm. their stuff. So, so the way I see it is when we have a symptom, it's just a sign for our, our body that there's something wrong in our life, in our seven areas of life, probably, that are not in line, in tune with our true self. Mm. That's all it, that's what I, in my experience, what I, I see. Yeah. And do you remember once, maybe we had a bigger illness or something that was there to tell you, Ricky, stop, reflect, think something again, maybe a, either accident or a disease that you had to face since uh, you were younger? Well, I can give an example. At once, I was in a, a good example. That was in 2007. I was in a sauna in, in Quebec. I was on vacation in, in uh, Mont Saint Anne in Quebec, in, mm -hmm. a, in a sauna, and I took the you know the bucket of water, and the the bucket didn't have a handle handle, so I was holding the, the bucket for my hand like this the the, the border, and I went above the uh, the rocks, mm. and the heat just burned my skin. It, the, my skin felt right away. Oof. You could see the you could see the blood vessels, so I, I went to the hospital right away. And the doctor says, well, we need to give you a tetanus. This is kind of a shot, you know? And I told him, I said, I said, no, I don't take medication. So I told him what to do. I said, just wrap it up. He, he wrapped it up the, the, with gal, the, the, I remember the thing, this white thing around the, the hand. Yeah. And I think it was like within a seven to 10 days, I had brand new skin, brand new skin. Just cover, cover it. <laughs> no cream, no nothing, no, no tetanus, nothing. So it, it is what it is. That's how, that the body has the body has, the human body has a wisdom, and when we are in, we appreciate it and we we see it and we take care of it. It's gonna, I think it's gonna come back in a good way for the person. Wow, absolutely <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go back a bit on business now. So to get where you are right now, uh, so you're, you're in the top 1% earner in Germany from my notes. So that's, that's quite a good income for self-employed men uh, across the world, obviously. Is there anything that you think contribute to the mindset to be able to earn that money? Is it about knowing your worth, charging the right pricing? Like what can you make you different from somebody who's just going to, make i don't know 70 or eighty thousand versus a lot more money like, is there any gap that you can see is it just you believe in yourself more you know what you have to bring to the to your client oh okay good question um well number one i always knew i want to be worthless so it's like a, 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 so and i always was thinking big and I also had the mentors that I had were very highly successful. So they were kind of an inspiration for me. So I knew what was possible. Yeah. And also learning about how money works. The same thing, uh, the, the laws of nature apply as much to the body as much to business and, and money and, and business and money. So applying that and knowing it with time, you realize that it works. Like for example, saving money, mm -hmm investing money, uh, living within your means, things like this. Um, yeah, I think it comes from thinking big, 
wanting to be worthless mm -hmm. and being in tune with being in tune and applying the laws of nature. Got it. Yeah. And I, I know, so you like, so your world class, um, I know you have high standards for your practice in terms of interior design, in terms of uh, clothing, in terms of food. What is the <clears> difference <throat> between somebody who's spending a lot of money on maybe superficial stuff? Let's say I have a Gucci bag for $10,000 and you deciding I'm going to invest in handmade furniture, wooden for my business, because that's an investment. Is it a change of, is it the same mentality? Somebody who's trying to impress with just showing a brand versus paying for the most quality items you can find, but it's actually going to change how you feel about your life. Because I know it's very important for you, this aspect, world-class things around you, elite. Well, for example, you just said about the interior design. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, I, I, I invested in an interior designer to, to help mm -hmm. me. And we bought some really high-end things. Yeah. And, well, the thing is that before I hired her, I was thinking a little bit too, too small. I was like, oh, I'll just go buy something at Ikea or something. <laughs> and then by hiring her, hiring her, and she had very high taste, she opened my mind. I was going, she was coming, she, she was, uh, I was went, going with her in the stores. I, I, I was like, whoa, this is beautiful. Oh. So she kind of elevated my mindset on that. And then when we finished everything, it took uh, about six months to finish everything. It's how I felt there, mm. you know, how I feel. And, and I also want to, that when the clients come, the patients come, that they feel, uh, home and they feel calm and in a beautiful environment. That's what, that was my goal to create a, uh, both for, for my clients and for me to feel in a beautiful place. Yeah. So you really believe the importance of your environment to feel and perform at your best to yes. surround yourself with what is yeah. best, what is yeah. made with love and inspiration yeah. versus yeah, I'm going to buy this for ten dollars and. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I always had because probably from my parents, and because uh, when we were young, my 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 father, especially and my mother, were always going in nice hotels and and things like that. Mm -hmm. So since I think uh, uh, maybe thirty years or something, I always loved to go in like Four Seasons hotels, just in the lobby, or go eat there, just for the for to feel the atmosphere, the energy, the higher level of energy. So that inspired me. For, yeah. for my for my for my business yeah so you would say like as an advice for people who maybe they think oh i cannot go to four season i cannot go to like a nice place like this to challenge your own belief of what is like i'm not worthy to go there so just go there and put this energy in your own body to be to bathe in this atmosphere of luxury high quality things high quality people yeah it will, it will touch you in some way even if you don't live there yeah to surround ourselves with with this kind of vibration like even with uh uh the way we dress i, I was mm -hmm. I, I was going to visit observe like very successful doctors especially in italy uh two in italy where like the first time i saw them were like like a nice suit and tie i was like wow so that kind of inspired me to create world-class image also yeah mm. yeah 
So if we if we can help people out, out there who are listening to this episode right now, if somebody is feeling stuck in their in their career or maybe they're younger and they don't know what to choose for for school, how do you find what is the next step for you? What is it something that you can you need to just try experiment and it will it will find you or you really just need to be patient um, because you found your way in life now you're a chiropractor you're established and we can speak about what's next a different time but for now this is what you're doing but you're doing it very well and i'm sure some people will be afraid to go after their big dreams like this and say oh well i don't think i'm world class like who am i to say that about myself i did nothing yet how to transform this perception of yourself? Surround yourself with world-class people. Mm-hmm. With, if, 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 if that's what you the person wants, whatever, yeah, it depends what the person wants. I don't know what uh, I would say. Is there a way to know what do you want? Is there some questions? Like, is it a feeling? How do you know, like, oh, this is... Like it gives me energy or I feel I lose track of time. Is there any, any cues from your environment or your body that is telling you, oh, maybe this is my path or I am heading in the right direction? Well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, when I told you earlier, when this uh, one of my mentors, she called me uh, and, and where I found my three jobs within three hours. So she told me in that phone call, she says, she says, well, I will say it in English, but she told me in French. She says, uh, she says in, in English, we'd say, move your ass. Doesn't matter what you do, just move your fucking ass because nothing falls from the sky. So that's the English translation. So, and I took action and then opportunities, opportunities, opportunities came. So, just taking momentum and then opportunities will come. That's that's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Ricky, is there anything else you would like to share? There's There was no specific time for us uh, for the episode exactly. It doesn't have to be 60 minutes. It doesn't have to be 40 minutes. Um, if you connect to yourself right now and I ask you, let's see this podcast becomes bigger. And in a couple of years, thousands of people listen to this episode. What is something that you want them to understand from you as a wisdom of your life or something meaningful that you think will pass this, the test of time? Ooh. It's, a, the, it's the atomic bomb question. I know. Hmm. First thing that came to you, if you don't overthink. If I just have the the courage and the balls to go for it, whatever. Yeah. Because what's the worst thing that can happen? You always make it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. still breathing, yeah. you're still going. There's still something for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some this that that wisdom that says, when the student it is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. So. If we take action, things will come, for sure. Things will come to you, absolutely. Yeah. 
Ricky, how can we uh, how can we connect with you? So you're in Dusseldorf, Germany. Is there any way people can connect with you? Because now uh, I know you're more of a physical business kind of thing, but if we're going to improve your online presence over time, how can we connect with you? How can we say hi, thank you, or if we want to have some chiropractic treatment, how can we join you? Uh, well, through my website, probably. So if you type uh, Dr. Ricky Lee, Dusseldorf, or Dr. Ricky Lee, Germany, you will see my, I will appear for sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. So website. And yeah. uh, are you on any social media if you want to? Uh, at this moment, I have no social media. No. Okay. So <laughs> we have to, to work, work on, on that. This, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, um, so guys, I think that that's good enough for today. Um, thank you very much for being there. Please like, share, subscribe to this channel. So this is, it will be on YouTube, it will be on other platforms. It will be audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big platforms. Please support. And I'm also going to create a Patreon account. So if you are interested to support us financially for this project, it's a new project of mine. It's very important to my heart. I have big ambition for it. I'm going to bring amazing individuals over the next few months. I have already 40 people confirmed for the summer. So uh, if you want to support me financially, I will put the link in the description. And uh, this was your brother's podcast with Anthony Rivet and Dr. Ricky Lee. Thank you so much, guys, and see you next time. Thank you, Anthony. Talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.